how to explain the mystery of the Most Holy Trinity. I think the only way to do this is through analogies. For example, God, who is perfect in himself, through self-reflection, gives birth to a thought of himself. A thought that is just as perfect as he is, that is identical with him in nature, but still, so to speak, conceptually distinguishable from him himself. This is an analogy we can use to describe how God the Father begets God the Son. It would not be so with us humans, since our thought has no power to create something out of nothing. But with God, it is so and cannot be other ways, otherwise. Here we must not forget that since God is eternal and not subject to time, there has never been a time when the Father was without the Son, just as there was no time without the Holy Ghost. Now, seeing, experiencing, and reflecting upon something and someone truly perfect can bring forth nothing but love. A mutual, mutual love between the Father and the Son. Like the Father and the Son, so is this love perfect, that is identical in nature with the Father and the Son, but still conceptually distinguishable from them. This love is the Holy Spirit, or God, the Holy Ghost. By the way, it is interesting to note here that the verb ahab, to love, in Hebrew, is a primitive root word that directly expresses the effect related to it. So, in Hebrew, to love means almost the same as to sigh. Ahab. It's like, oh, or ah. You see someone or something truly beautiful, perfect. And this is your reaction to it. This ah, ahab, this love. So, the association of the spirit with love, especially in Hebrew language, is absolutely self-evident. So one way to explain the Holy Trinity is to say that the Father begets the Son as a perfect living thought of himself, and the Holy Ghost is the mutual love between the Father and the Son. By nature, the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost are one God, one deity. But as can be seen in our example, they are clearly distinguishable from each other in the way 
we call persons or hypostasis. Now, this, I would say, theoretical part of my sermon doesn't conclude my sermon, because the most essential question remains to be asked and answered, namely, why is this very difficult doctrine of the Holy Trinity so important? The first answer is actually quite simple. It is important because it is the truth. And the pursuit of truth and learning to know the truth is consistent with human dignity. But, of course, that's not all. God has not only revealed to us the mystery of his innermost nature, he has shared it with us. First of all, by the fact that he has created us. God is the one who is. He is the fullness of life and being. And the fact that he has created us and all that is means that he has given us a part of himself. Apostle Paul expresses this wonderful truth this way. God that made the world and all things therein is Lord of heaven and earth. He giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell in all the face of the earth, that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, for we are also his offspring. But even that is not all. God has become a man, one of us, to share our whole life with us, to show that he is indeed not far from any of us. He knows and understands us through and through. The Bible says that he was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. He was born like a man, grew like a man, learned to walk and talk, to read and write. He ate and drank, worked and rested, got tired and slept, felt hunger and thirst. He suffered, both physically and morally, taking upon himself our guilt and reproach, our sin and curse. He gave himself to the end and was buried like a wanderer in a stranger's grave. Yes, this is our God, the high and lofty one that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy, and who says, encouraging us, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit 
to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. And even that's not all. Our God and Savior, who has power over life and death, who became man, suffered and died, rose from the dead and ascended to heaven, has not forsaken us. He has come to us, even within us, by his Holy Ghost, so that we can cry out with the Apostle Paul, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. In today's Gospel, Jesus himself says that he has come down from heaven so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This means that God does not simply share his life and being with us. He wants to embrace us, to receive us in himself. Jesus says, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Let's think about this what this means is, since the Son of God became man, our human nature has been added, so to say, forever to the Holy Trinity. In Jesus, we are already there. Our human nature is there in heaven with him. As the Apostle Paul says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. The doctrine of the Church on the Holy Trinity is not some philosophical theory or an abstract mind game. It is a wonderful message about the God who has created and redeemed us, who continues to vivify and enlighten us, and who wants to lead us to eternal life. It's a message about God who is love and whose love lives in our hearts through the Holy Ghost, the love of God in Christ Jesus, from which, as St. Paul says, nothing shall be able to separate us. That is, why we can already here on earth 
Sing with all the heavenly powers. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.